Hi, welcome to What Are We Doing, a podcast from The Highlander. In this episode, editor Lisa Gervais talks with Tammy McKelvey about her vision for Minden Hills. Now, you're uh, you're not new to municipal government, although you'd be new to being a, uh, a candidate. So tell, you know, tell the readers who, who maybe don't know you a little bit about your municipal experience. Okay, well, I uh, started in municipal government in 1980 as a receptionist at uh, former amalgamated township of Anson, Hinden, and Minden. I worked my way up to... Uh, Payroll clerk, counts payable, deputy clerk, treasurer. I was clerk, treasurer, tax collector at one point. I was the first CAO clerk for the amalgamated township of Minden Hills. I uh, furthered my career by going on to Dysart for several years as their CAO. And because treasury was my passion... I finished my successful municipal career at the Township of Algonquin Highlands as their treasurer. And remind me, Tan, was that 2002, 2019? The amalgamation, you mean? No, 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 when you finished up that day. Oh, sorry. 2019, I retired. I did end up going back. uh, I think I was only two or three months into my retirement when they called to see if I'd come back to help them, and I did. did, So. So it's like a 40-year span. Uh, it's almost of, 40 years. Of, you know. Uh, so I would think that you would feel that this would qualify you for being on the, um, a little further down, maybe in the seating in a council chambers, all of this, and tell me why, why you think that, uh, well, what I you think could bring to the team. Municipal government's been my passion for most of my life. My dad was a council member in Lutterworth Township many years ago, so it's always been something I've enjoyed. I've maintained my membership with the uh, AMCTO, Municipal Association. I have 39, almost 40 years of experience, and I, I think that I can bring a lot to the table. Yeah, I t- will hit the ground running. Yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about that, because you've sat at, um, clearly you've sat at um, thousands of council meetings, <laughs> hundreds anyway. Um and how does one sort of cross the floor? And how do you sort of envisage that happening? I don't think I'm going to have a problem to cross the floor. I've always had the utmost respect for any councils I've worked for. Um, it's it's going to be different, obviously, from the other side of the table. But I also have the benefit of, of all those years of experience. I don't know the questions to ask. And, and the legislation. I understand legislation and we're legislated to death at times, so mm-hmm. um, I don't have that learning curve. And it, it is a learning curve for new members of council to start out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not quite sure what order we'll go in. Um, maybe we'll talk maybe We'll talk about Minden Hills first. Okay. We're going to come in here. Um, because you've chosen, obviously, you live here. Uh, there's a reason you're running in Minden Hills. Uh, I want you to talk to me a little bit about... Um, perhaps some of the challenges or the opportunities you see here, what, what makes you think, you know, I'd like to get on that council and, and make a difference. I don't, I don't, how do you see the lay of the land in terms of how Minden Hills is right now? I think that Minden Hills has not a lot to offer. I mean, in the, the village of Minden, they have both water and sewers, which makes for tremendous development opportunities and housing. I think that Priorities need to be set, established for our 
limited financial resources. I mean, 1% on the levy is $97,000. So we need to look at it from that perspective and get back to the hard services that we provide. Roads is going to be my number one priority. And housing is so important. It's affecting everybody here. When you uh, talk about roads, uh, you know, I live in Minden Hills. I go to I go down Scotch Lawn, I go down Bonk and I go down some of these roads. So, uh, you know, they are looking at debenturing to do some of this work. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of that style? As a treasurer, you probably have some strong thoughts. I do have some areas. strong thoughts on, on debentures. I feel that um, it's like buying a house. You have to mortgage it to be able to do it at first. But you have to set your priorities and ensure that those long-term costs of borrowing are going to be offset by the benefits and I don't want to see us debenturing for operational costs and some of the the budget decisions last year were or this past spring were definitely operational costs being debentured it's a it's a big concern about our finances and I think collectively we can work towards some long-term financial strategies that will help this township so yeah, you've talked a little bit about, you know, that challenge for Minden Hills. You've got a limited tax base. That is largely residential, as we know, whatever, 85%, 90% 90 or something. So what do you do? What would you do? What would be some ideas in terms of expanding that tax base on the, you know, maybe commercial industrial side? What could be done? I think we need to help the businesses that we have here. There's no doubt about that. Um, our downtown needs to be kept a pretty little downtown that it is um, basic garbage collection and grass cutting is important to ensure that it's it's attractive when people come into town and want to spend their money industry is definitely hard to get in an area like rural ontario large industries not going to come here we don't have the transportation medium that they require so where do you see the growth coming from then maybe tammy Unfortunately, the growth is going to be more residential. The existing businesses are finding it difficult to get staff as it is now, so I'm not sure, sure that we can add any more to that mix. Yeah, We've, so as you go around and you talk to some people, and you're probably doing that now, what other challenges are people telling you about in Min in, in particular? I mean, you've talked about roads and housing. We didn't talk too much about housing, so that's that's an area we can kind of... Well, housing is into, definitely right? an area that uh, needs to be the main focus of the next council. The um, opportunities, I believe, in housing, uh, some of the ideas I have are definitely doing some amendments to our zoning bylaw to allow secondary houses on larger pieces of property. Example would be here with 70 acres of land and build a second home on it for my mother-in-law. Perfect example. Yeah. The um, In town, I'd like to see infilling in some of the larger lots in the village area that are serviced with water and sewers. They don't need a big space for a septic, obviously. So I'd like to see opportunities for people to sever those. There was a, an example here not very long ago of a, a lot along Water Street that wanted to sever. 
um, planners actually recommended it and the council decided against it. But I think we need to look at why that happened and perhaps change the mindset of what we can do to provide affordable lots for people to build on. Tiny houses is definitely another issue we need to look at. My father built Hunter Creek Estates. It was Lutterworth Estates before. We need little communities like that. Yeah, they seem very popular um, uh, and affordable. Exactly. 120,000 unit, right? Um, let's go through some of these topics because... You know, it used to be when you were a, you were a municipal councillor, you kind of just dealt with your municipality. But now we're seeing the county certainly taking on a lot more stuff. Um, the service delivery review, short-term rentals, all this stuff. So, you know, with our podcast we identified, we kind of picked sort of eight topics that we thought, yeah, it's really relevant to get, you know, candidates' ideas going forward on some of this stuff, to be a little bit forward-thinking. So we're going to go through them. Okay. We've already talked a bit about housing, so we probably won't do that. But let's go through. So, I mean, I don't know if you've been following this service delivery review. So, you know, is that enough or do we need to take it one step further and, and, and ask that amalgamation question? What are your thoughts on that? I am a proponent of amalgamation. However, uh, I think that the service delivery review is uh, rolling out. I want to see it rolling faster. <laughs> My first priority in that would be building and planning departments. It's ridiculous that a county the size of Halliburton has five official plans for zoning bylaws. We have building inspectors leaving this township, going into another township to get back to their township to do an inspection. It's just so inefficient. Uh, I think there was talk that they wanted to develop a, a county official plan that could be rolled into that service delivery amalgamation. I want to see those people that are involved in this right now the, the boots on the ground i want them to work with what we have and come up with the best zoning bylaw and official plan for halliburton county how do you think they might do that because i know at the moment you always hear this expression about they're working on the backs of my you know envelopes in the corners of desks mm -hmm. right because somebody like uh, and you would have some knowledge of this from from being um in administration over there but you know you know, someone like Trisha McKibben is trying to just do service delivery review. And still run. I don't know, for an hour on Friday afternoon, while still mm -hmm. trying to run an entire municipality mm -hmm. with all of its inherent challenges. So any ideas on how this could be progressed faster? They do have a tremendous workload. There is no doubt about that. They're trying to keep all kinds of balls in the air at the same time. And then to throw something like service delivery review is a huge endeavor no doubt about it but i think we need to focus the priorities on it i really do i think maybe the council needs to realize that they don't need a report on this or that they could actually make the decision without that staff report and start to put the staff resources where they need to be to make it a better place make it more efficient make it effective because at the end of the day, it's probably going to save on all those staff reports. <laughs> Absolutely. You watch the council meetings online and you go to one township and there's a report or a delegation. You go to the next township and the same report's there and the same delegation. And you go to the third one and the fourth one. And it that, that's not efficient. It just can't be. You no, know, no, I, I agree. The health stuff, you know, 
because you've worked for municipalities, you know, you know a little bit more about what they do when it comes to healthcare. A lot of people say it's the province. We have no control over that, but we actually do have a certain amount of control. Certainly the county does in terms of, uh, you know, hiring Wendy to be a, a physician recruitment, getting a little bit of staff housing for doctors, incentives, land ambulances. People are talking about now we need to really finance and lobby for a CAT scan. And then, you know, also what's the future of our two hospitals? So there is a lot. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on kind of how within our limited capacity as municipalities, we can help on that front? It is more at the county level than it is at the, uh, the lower tier, but we need to collectively lobby for additional funding, obviously. The, the paramedic service um, where they started doing the home check-ins, wonderful opportunity. I personally firsthand know about it. And there's going to be more and more need for that sort of thing. We can't have ambulances going to Lindsay for CAT scans and staying there for a whole day because they were sent out on another call there. So the long-term benefits of providing a CAT scan to our local hospital really will provide us with some financial gains at the other end. But it's a big expense, mm -hmm. and it'll also help attract doctors. They want that sort of diagnostic equipment available to them. So, okay. healthcare is. Any thoughts on the hospitals? <laughs> you know, it's a really tricky it's, question. It's a very tricky question. Because the people of the day, their hearts were so very, very good, and you can't fault amazing what they did to raise the funds. But, you know, people are now saying, but, you know, can we, can we literally afford two hospitals? Not, not that. Yeah. You know, where, you know where the, the argument's coming from. It's yeah. a, it will be a terrible decision to have to make if one of the hospitals close. It's, mm. it's, um, it would be a service that would be just horrific for a lot of people if they had to lose one of the hospitals. Yeah. Having said that, I can see where the cost of running two hospitals is not sustainable. Moving on, we talked about housing. I'm not sure if you wanted to say any more. I think you were pretty good in terms of that. Let's talk about a few of the um, environmental issues. So we can talk about shoreline bylaws, what you thought about that, and then we can talk a little bit about where they're going with short-term rentals. So shoreline bylaw, both um, the current mayor and deputy mayor voted in favor. Yes, they did. I followed that through the several-year process that they've been going through. I feel very bad that it has become such a divisive subject. That's unfortunate. The entire economic engine of our area is the lakes. And if we don't protect those, we will have nothing here. So I'm a strong proponent for the lake protection. I think that the shoreline preservation bylaw needs to roll out. Let's try it out. Let's see how this is and, and commit to reviewing it so that it is a living document that can be changed if things need to be tweaked. But let's try it out first before there's any decisions to change. And with the short-term rental stuff, Tammy, I know that they, uh, I mean, they haven't passed anything yet. They're going to meet again. I think it's October 26th. Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's going to take a while. I mean, I was talking to the uh, 
the head of planning at Lake of Bays, and he said it took them about two years from when they started to where they are now, and they're just kind of at the implementation stage. So, anyway, how do you think that's going? You think that's you, you know, mentioned Lake of Bays, and I, yeah. I think that short-term rentals has to be regulated. It's no longer people trying to just rent their cottage out for a couple of weeks a year to help subsidize the cost of having it. It's becoming a business. It's taking away the the enjoyment of the lakeside lifestyle and so we need to tackle that. The county's uh, initiated that process. I think we should probably not try to reinvent the wheel. Uh, Lake of Bays is a good place to start. They have a, a process in place and legislation in place, and I think that we could probably utilize that and put it to work in Halliburton County. Okay. I'm getting through these really well. The other, if, I, if I may, the shoreline yeah. and the, the other... Big issue for our waterfront communities and, and the entire municipality is the septic reinspection program. I think it's critical that that continues, but I have serious concerns with whether it's being followed through on after the inspection is done. And, and those that didn't meet the uh, meet the test and need to have remedial action or full replacement, mm. we need to make sure that's happening that follow-up is critical to that program or it's not worth having i'm told people had their inspections done last year and haven't been invoiced for them yet so there's there's some backlog there that we need to get through people may have sold their house by now we won't be able to collect that yeah and by the time you take someone through the court system or whatever if they decide no i'm not doing it then damage is done yeah i think there's i think there's tools to enforce it i really do so we just need to make sure that we're following up because that's an excellent program for the environment for the lake health but it's critical that that follow-up is done any thoughts on public transportation this is one that the county has grappled with for as long as i've been around Mm -hmm. probably as long as you've been around And they have yet to find that silver bullet. Um, Are we ever going to have a bus service that's going to run between Minden and Halliburton and Wilberforce, or is that just not going to ever happen? Public transportation in an area that's so spread out with limited population is, I don't see it being in the foreseeable future. You know, you can run a bus system from Minden to Halliburton, great. How many people are off on all the hundreds of other roads that can't utilize it? It's it's a critical infrastructure that's needed, absolutely. Can it be feasible? I would question whether we can. I know the county has tried so many pilot projects, and they're working hard to come up with a solution. But. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the other... Uh, we talked a lot about some of the issues in Minden and things you'd like to do. But I'm curious to... Um, and I think you talked about why you want to run, but I'm going to ask you the question again. You know, what's compelling you to run? We'll start with that one, and then I think I only have one more for you. But what is compelling you to run? I think with COVID, I was able to watch all of the council meetings in the last two years online. Um, there were times... You're as nerdy as me. <laughs> there were times with Minden Hills sitting in front of the screen that I went, no. (laughs) So I think my background and my experience and my financial strength 
can really help. I think that my team player skills and bringing the council together and making sure that there is really good dialogue at the council table and, and encouraging that discussion. I just think that my knowledge and background will really benefit the ratepayers of this township and benefit the members of council as we move forward to make critical decisions. Let's talk a little bit about critical decisions or vision. This is a big one. I'm asking a lot of people about the vision for the future. So not just for you, you know, not necessarily just a four-year term, but you know, when they're downtown Minden buying a coffee at Upriver, what are they envision the place looking like in five years, ten years? You know, it's kind of like a, a job interview or something, or or when you sit down and have that, you know, discussion with your partner. You know, well, where are we on the same page? Where are we going in five years, ten years? But I am curious what your vision is for Minden Hills. And what your vision is for the entire county? Where are we going? What are we? What are we doing? I think we need to really work on the government structure and make sure it's running efficiently and effectively. The decision making really has to set priorities that are going to benefit the majority of the ratepayers. We we will never be able to do everything for everyone. But we need to set those priorities and we need to make sure that people can safely drive down our roads <laughs> to come into town and, and that they want to come into town and, and spend their money. And, you know, long term, I'd love to see lots of things for kids. I'd love to see a water park. I'd like to see it downtown so that when the people come from the other areas with their kids to a water park, they're going to spend some money in town. I don't like to see how people have to drive to Bob Cajun with their grandchildren like we have done to go to swimming. a water park and yeah. or a swimming pool. Swimming pool, you know, we missed the boat. We are arena poor. And now we need to make sure that it becomes usable and bring events to it. And My list is done. So what else do you want to tell me? You probably prepared some notes or, or how we kind of covered it. In, in a... And if you want, what I also did with Trevor, what I am offering people too is because um, obviously what gets in the paper is limited in terms of what you've set um, for space. So there's a certain amount of editing I'm going to be doing. That's why we point people to this so they can listen to the whole thing. Right. But I had did because Trevor had some speaking notes and I said, if you want to give those to me, I mean, that's something I can use while I'm putting the newspaper piece together. Um, so that's up to you uh, to review. And if you feel like, oh, you know, actually, I didn't get this point across or this point across. If you want to share those notes with me, you can as well. Okay. Tired Thank you. To you. You know, so. But by all means, take a minute to, uh, because I, I have kind of directed the, the, the question. I may, I don't want to feel like you've been truncated or didn't say something that you wanted to say. The, the other important issue I think that we have is waste management. Mm. The high cost of waste management services is just staggering. So I think we really need to provide additional waste aversion opportunities. Hard plastics, I would like to see a program where hard plastics are recycled and not put in the landfill that obviously are going to remain there forever. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are 
taking their confidential documents or paperwork and putting it in the garbage, where if we had a, a periodic shredding service, mm. that would keep those materials out of the landfill. I'm really excited to see us have a beer store bottle return at the landfill site. I want one-stop shopping for people. And we could get the service clubs involved to run that bottle return. Uh, it's definitely going to reduce our recycling costs. If you go to the landfill, you see all kinds of uh, beer cans and bottles that are in the recycling. They don't, you know, it's not convenient for them to go to the landfill on the way back to the car, or back to to the city. Um, and the beer stores close. Mm. So they're putting it in the recycling. We could get it out of the recycling, which costs us money. It would provide funds to the service club. Um, and then, of course, we know how important the service clubs are to our area. They they bring, they put that money back into our area. Um, I think that's such a win-win. I was just making a note to myself because I think, um, I think Rotary is doing a debate on October 3rd. Did you get that an email? Oh, that? yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to remind myself because somebody told me that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I better remember that. Yes, okay. October 3rd at uh, the evening, eh? Minden yeah. Community Center at 7 yeah. o'clock. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I know there's been some activity at the landfill. I know they're clearing land to expand. Um, and the cost is staggering. Boy, it is staggering. Like, but they need to do those internal roads. They need to get away scale. Yeah. That's That's... That seems to be one of the ones that's just kind of been pushed off with some band-aids. And I understand that because it is expensive, but at the same time, like if you don't have a way scale, how, how, do, you, how do you monitor your, 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 your revenue when, yeah, it's yes, tricky, right? It is. But anyway, so that is a big one. I think you're right for Minden that has to be tackled. Definitely that Scotch line site needs some, some love. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm concerned going into the, uh, the next year's budget. The, the existing council passed a budget that sets us up for a 9% increase on the levy before we even take our oath of office. And um, the, Do you think anything can be done about that the now? The boring cost, well... Or is it uh, the, the, the horse is bolted, as they say? The horse uh, was definitely in the barn until the budget was passed. However, another issue with Minden is that most of the projects weren't completed. Yeah. You know, the, the, the borrowing to do the Scotch Line Road didn't happen. Mm. The Bob Cajun Road work desperately yeah. needed didn't happen. So I think we can look at different priorities for our limited financial resources. So, and and that's where I really feel that my background is going to be very beneficial to the council and the staff. I mean... We need to think outside the box on a lot of these things. Are we engineering a Scotchland road that's going to be satisfactory for the 401 in Toronto? Does it need to have that standard? It certainly has to be something better than we have right now. It's appalling. But again, the work isn't done. So No, no. As many of these projects are, right? So there may be an opportunity to realign that with budget 2023, yes. possibly, right? Yes, I think there is. I think it's. Uh, I think we have a lot of work to do. I don't want to see meetings done at 11 o'clock. We have a lot of work to do. We yeah. need to dive in and get things done and make a difference in this community. What Are We Doing is a podcast produced by Justin Van Leishout in partnership with The Highlander. 
Reporters working on this project include me, Sam Gillett, our editor, Lisa Gervais, and Mike Baker. Be sure to follow along as we cover candidates in your riding, as well as everyone running for election across Halliburton County. Music in this episode is from Kashaga, and our cover art is from Jason Yates, who can be found on Instagram at jy.inc.